Blake Lindsay and I'm excited to welcome you to the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Today we will hear how Ziggler and the importance of gratitude to developing positive relationships. Everyone appreciates being recognized and Zig tells us how the benefits can be more far-reaching than one could ever imagine. Let's listen to our friend Zig Ziggler. How many of you honestly think I'm now going to ask you if you had a good week by reading your Bible every day? Uh, can I see your hand? Now, if I do ask that question, how many of you can hold up your hand? Can I see your hand? Okay. How many of you are getting more and more embarrassed each week when I ask that question? Okay. Then how many of you are going to start doing something about it? Can I see your hand, please? All right. Well, it is good to have you here. And incidentally, well, the winner of the book, uh, please let me sign it. Many people don't realize this, but my autograph does have real value. It does. You can take my autograph and a dollar and get a cup of coffee at Chick-fil-A. Uh, otherwise, it's just 75 cents. Okay, well, anyhow. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes you feel good, and then sometimes you feel good. And I feel good today. I really do. We're in God's house. And this is the most fun place to be I know anything about. However, I did hear about this golfer. He was uh, getting ready to hit the ball and the PA system came over. He's on the first hole. Announcer said, well, the golfer, the man, uh, please get off the latest tee and move back and hit from the uh, men's tee. Well, the guy ignored it. He only got ready to hit again. And again, the PA assistant came over. He said, well, the gentleman uh, on the latest tee, please come back uh, to the men's tee to take his shot. The guy then turned around and he said, well, the loud mouth on that PA system, please shut up so I can hit my second shot. <laughs> oh, something not always like the, uh, you know, like they seem. I heard about this fellow. He's real shy. I mean, real shy. He never had a date. Uh, I was telling somebody this morning that I never kissed my wife until after we were married. Of course, she wasn't my wife until after we were married. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, this fellow was real shy. I mean, he was. He never had a date and some buddies kind of, you know, felt sorry for him. And there was this uh, attractive girl and they asked him, said, if we can uh, line her up so that we'll make certain she says yes. When you ask her, would you ask her for a date? And he said, well, yeah, I'd, I'd do it that way. So uh, they then went through a little coaching routine about how I would treat her on the date and so forth, you know, about opening the door and, uh, you know, letting her precede him. I mean, all the things that a real gentleman does. Well, he uh, followed the advice. Uh, he asked for a date and uh, she agreed to it. Uh, they went out, had a nice evening, at, uh, had a nice dinner, went to the movie. And they got back and they had instructed him, now when you get her to the front door, if she wants a good night kiss, she will turn around this away. Uh, otherwise, he'll just uh, thank you for the evening and go in. Well, when he turned around, he's you know, pretty shy. So what he did is he reached up and he, he grabbed her and bowed her head down a little bit and kissed her on the forehead. And as he did, he said, I love you. She said, Lord. He said, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, people have more fun than anybody, don't they? Okay. Today we're on session number five of building winning relationships, and our topic is words make the difference. Not long after we came to Dallas, uh, we were, as some of you know, we were raised over in East Texas, uh, better known as Mississippi. And uh, <laughs> when I was a boy, my mom used to tell me, I said, son, don't ever ask anybody where they're from. She said, if they're from Texas, they'll tell you. And she said, if they're not, why would you embarrass them by asking? Well, anyhow, we, uh, we came to Dallas in 1968, and one of the first people I met, I guess we'd been here, I mean, come to know, I should say. We'd been here about uh, three weeks. I met a man named Walter Haley. Now, Walter had uh, developed a new system. We had these huge warehouses, and they worked in the grocery stores, uh, grocery chains, and they sold insurance, and then the owners of all of the stores and managers around the country they supplied bought their insurance when they bought their groceries. As a result, they just put it on the bill, you know. And his agents were selling uh, tens of millions of dollars in whole life insurance in a day when a million dollar producer or a two or three million dollar producer was outstanding. So Walter said, Zig, I want to show you what we're doing. Well, we walked in this huge warehouse, and as we walked in, there was the uh, switchboard operator. And Walter said, Zig, let me stop just a minute and introduce you to the greatest switchboard operator in the history of mankind. I'm telling you, when she answers the phone, you get the distinct feeling that uh, she's just sitting there waiting on you to call. And she said, oh, Mr. Haley, but thank you very much. We go on in, we pass a little room, and he said, wait a minute, let me, I haven't met this gentleman yet. We walked in there, and as we got started in the conversation, he said, you know, I haven't met you, but I can tell you this, I've been following the records. We haven't had a complaint since you took over. I want to congratulate you and thank you. The man said, well, thank you, Mr. Haley. said, I'm doing the best I can, and I really love what I'm doing. And Walter Haley said, well, you're doing a great job, and just keep it up. We go into his office and he said, shake hands with the greatest secretary that ever sat behind a desk. Well, you know, uh, she, she did the usual gushing bitch, you know, and said, oh, Mr. Haley, I, uh, you just flatter people all the time, but we love it. Keep it up. We went on into the uh, uh, inner office and there was an insurance salesman. He introduced him as the greatest insurance salesman ever. And uh, the man said, oh, Walter, you and all of that bragging on us. Man, we love it. Keep it up. Whole trip took about three minutes. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you think those people had a good day as a result of it? Going to see your hands, all right? People crave recognition and appreciation. I open again with that story this morning because one of the most important things we can do as Christians, one of the most important services we can render is to make certain when we meet a person who's not been here before, or if they've been here every Sunday for the last 38 years, we still want to greet them warmly and enthusiastically. People are hungry for relationships in our world today. They are seeking something more now than I believe ever before. And if we can let them know that we are delighted to see them, they will find friendship. And if they have difficulties they need to talk about, here they will find those friends. If you will participate, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't teach and I can't speak, but I'm a good handshaker. I've got a good smile. I'm willing to do that. You cannot believe what a service that could be to mankind 
One of the things I have done over the years to maintain the right attitude is I always, and this is part of the philosophy that we talk about, I always greet people the same way, whether it's nine in the morning or nine at night, I always say, good morning. Now, at nine o'clock at night, 85% of the people say, good morning. At least they get halfway through, then they'll say, well, it's not, mor- it's not morning. I say, then how come you say morning? They said, because you said morning. And I said, well, that makes a good point, doesn't it? You go out in life looking for friends, they're going to be scarce. You go out in life to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. People come to church looking for friends, looking for hope, looking for encouragement. I encourage you by all means, get involved in the greeting committee welcoming people into our church. They will be thrilled that you did. At our company... We tell people repeatedly, and I tell our staff repeatedly, the most important job at our company is the lady who answers the telephone. That's the first contact. And when she answers that telephone, she sets the stage for the rest of the conversation and the rest of what's going to happen that day. When you go into any new place, you're going to find that to be true. Go into a new town, a new church, a new business, a new store, and you form your opinion almost entirely on your first one or two contacts that you have there. Now, let's take a look. I'm going to read some verses. I've gotten so excited this week. Some of you know I'm reading through the Bible very carefully. I got my little red pen out, and this week I was in the book of James. If you forget about the white tags, I've been, uh, you can see it well, pretty well marked in, uh, in red there. But in looking at relationships in James, the first chapter, the second through the fourth verses, he tells us something. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. Did you hear that? When trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character. And listen to the next few words. And ready for anything. What about that? That's strong stuff. As Zig said, if you go out in life looking for friends, they'll be scarce. But if you go out to be a friend, then you'll find them everywhere. Why not brainstorm a few ways to be a good or even better than good friend? Remember, we can never underestimate the impact of a kind word or a thank you. I want to personally thank you today for listening to the Ziegler Inspire podcast. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay. Live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.